Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. We are the Low Budget Bitches, and today we will be discussing RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 4, the RuPaul Mark channel. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Good. How are you, Amon? I'm doing very well on this sunny Saturday afternoon um, and feeling very excited to discuss this episode because it was a good one, in my opinion. It was okay. <laughs> you know what? Like there was, there was definitely some good parts and bad parts, and we'll definitely get into all of that. Um, so let's start off the episode by talking a little bit about the B squad and the winners coming together. What'd you think of that? I think that they're just they're just too high up on their horses. It's like relax. You won one lip sync. You didn't win the whole show. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like there's always that like whenever we've seen uh when there's a premiere that's kind of divided into two of the cast groups, like season six, season twelve, there's always that one group of people that like comes in and they're just like, mm, we're gonna act all tough and stuff, but as you know, like that only lasts for like a few minutes and then everyone just gets normal and they're just like, haha, hi, Kiki. I know. And it's like, guys, it's only like the first episode. You need to chill. Yeah. Should we like very briefly like talk about like the looks of the A squad um, when they were standing in the room? Um, whose look did you like and whose look did you like not like the most? Oh, I honestly, I thought they all look pretty like plain for being so high up on their horses um but i did like got mix look did you like her makeup though like her the I white face thingy but like but like she had like a chin strap of like regular skin colored concealer yeah well i think that was just because it was supposed to show like the white part which is like it's a mask hmm interesting interesting yeah i feel That's like the white, face, it. the white face like looks fine if i feel like it's all done Okay, I see now where, like, in the forehead, she also did some of that, like, concealer look. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. For me, like, the chin strap is always, like, like it's more emphasized. But, uh-huh. yeah, I, I agree with you. Their looks were, like, all right. I mean, again, it's one of those situations where, like, they're not being actually judged on their look. So they're probably just, like, whatever. Let's just put on some quick drag. Yeah. Alrighty, so let's dive into the actual episode. So there's no mini challenge for this, but there is a very big maxi challenge. So RuPaul is putting them all into groups. RuPaul is choosing the groups um, for three different um, Hallmark sort of uh, holiday-inspired movies, I guess you could say. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, I usually like don't really care for acting challenges, but I am always excited to see like the first ever acting challenge in the group because I feel like it gives a good sense of like who's going to be doing well and who's not going to be doing well. Yeah, definitely. I always kind of like skip through these because it's always kind of predictable to see um, who's getting the good critiques and who's getting the bad critiques. So then you kind of see the end results already. But yeah. yeah, I thought that most of the queens, like a majority of them actually did quite well in this acting challenge. Yeah, I will say also, like, I agree with you in the past seasons, it's been a little bit predictable, but this time around, um, the people that I thought would do really well, like, an example is Denali, which we'll talk a little bit more about. Um, like, I thought she was going to do amazing and kill it, but obviously she didn't. Um, 
And who else was there? I was a little bit afraid for Simone because Simone in the practices didn't seem like she was going to get it done. But, you know, when we saw her filming it, like it was so, so good. Funny. So good. What was that? Okay, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more. But let's talk a little bit more about their work process um, and the teams itself. Um, were you happy to see these teams that RuPaul chose? Yeah, because if left to themselves, they would have split up into the um, A circle and the B circle. And it's like, we don't need that. So I'm glad RuPaul chose these groups. Um, as for the roles... I think it's kind of funny when the queens, they just read the character description and they're just like, oh, I want this one. When it's like, shouldn't you read the whole script to see like what they're saying and how much they have to say? Yeah, I agree with you. There needs to be a little bit more strategy behind that because I feel like Denali was in that situation where she took on, she just wanted to take on the main character. And then as she read through the script, she was just like, oh, fuck. Like there are so many lines. And, you know, that that's what fucked her up. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was also so funny to see um, Candy Muse in her group. She just, like, started highlighting her um, stuff. She was just like, yeah, I'm taking this character. I don't give a shit. I know. And the comic was just like, you know, work. But I don't know if that's how it really works. But okay. Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit um, not nice. But at the same time, it was a really great strategy. Because it's kind of like in a room full of very big characters, you kind of sometimes just have to take that control and ownership. And I I commend that so much because I could never like do that, I feel. I would love to be able to like walk into a room and be like, yeah, no, I'm doing this, this, this. You guys can figure it out yourselves, you know? Exactly. I mean, it's not RuPaul's best friend race. Yeah. So something that I also want to discuss is while RuPaul was doing the walkthroughs, the funniest thing was I think when- I know what you're going to say when he had the conversation with Utica. Yes. And oh my God, it was iconic. I feel like Utica didn't do that great on the acting challenge, but Utica just by like having this one really funny encounter with RuPaul, like saved her in this episode. (laughs) It was literally the best thing. It, oh my God, I truly was laughing out loud at this scene. It was so good. It deserved to win a challenge. I hope there's just like a random award at the end of the season just for her for that one scene. I mean, I have a really good feeling she'll probably end up winning uh, Miss Congeniality or something. Like that's kind of my prediction um, just because she does seem like a very nice person. Um, and I do feel that with Utica, even though she didn't really do the best in this particular challenge, I do feel that she's going to come to a point where She's going to do bad. Like, I have, like, a whole storyline thought out for her. I feel like she's going to do not the best in the next few challenges. She's going to have, like, you know, a downward spiral. She's going to end up in the bottom two. And that's going to reignite her. And she's going to, like, end up killing it. And I feel like she possibly might make it to, like, top five. Oh, my God. You already have, like, a storyline for her. Yes. I need to be a producer on this show because I feel like I just know and get that feeling from her that... She knows what she's doing, but she's kind of, like, still in her shell because, again, she seems like she's not, like, the most out there queen compared to everyone else. And there's a lot of big personalities here. Like, honestly, if I was in this race with them all, I would be so intimidated, too. I'd be like, shit, like, there's so many, like, big New York personalities, so many actors, so many musicians, so many, like, famous makeup artists, you know? Like, 
It's tough. I think I do fine. <laughs> I love your confidence. That's, you got to have confidence. You got to walk in the world with a confident attitude. Yes, exactly. So, um, I mean, let's get into um, them actually performing and um, doing their, you know, filming their um, situation. So let's start off with the first group. The first group was, I believe, it was the April Fool's Rush. So it was uh, Tamisha, um, Miss Fire Lady. What's her name again? Tina Burner. Tina Burner. <laughs> How could you forget? I don't know. I just like, I know like her name has something to do with fire and she dresses in like only orange, uh, yellow and red exclusively. <laughs> so I just call her like the fire lady in my head. Um, yeah. So this group also had Got Mick um, as well as Joey J, I believe. And I think there was one other person in this group that I can't remember. Oh no, I think it was Candy Muse. Yes, it was Candy Muse. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this one, like, I personally felt that Got Mick did amazing. Got, Got Mick, like, killed this one. It was a really great role that Got Mick did. It was a good call. Um, and in this one, as we saw, I think Joey J failed, was, like, more at the bottom in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really it, liked um, Tamisha. I was really scared for Tamisha because I actually thought, like, she wasn't going to do well. Um, like just in particular when it came to her, you know, saying her lines out loud for out loud for Ross. Um, Ross was kind of just like, you can go bigger, go, go grander. And it was one of those situations where like, you know, she had to try like several times. So I was like scared that she wasn't gonna do well, but then at the end we saw that the final edit was amazing and she killed it. Yeah, I love that each time she had to repeat her lines, it was like bigger but not as big and then towards the end it was just crazy it was just like whoa 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 <laughs> i love that you did that uh yeah it was it was really great i'm happy for her i am rooting for her yeah i am too misha's drag race <laughs> Um, okay, so let's move along to the next group. So this was the one with Simone, um, Rosé. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Just give me one quick second. Okay, and it was Lala Ree as well and Utica. Um, mm -hmm. This group was like, I felt that Simone and Rosé did amazing. Yeah, Lala Ree, she mm, was not very good. And then... Her outfit really bothered me because her freaking her coochie was showing, and yeah, I don't think that was the point. That was a dress. Yeah, it was an all right look. It wasn't like my favorite um, situation. She could have like maybe done something better. Um, Simone kills me every time she said factory. <laughs> she like was so funny i was like in that moment i was like oh my god like she's not only willing winning this challenge but she's wi winning this competition like she's gonna be the winner of this season or I at least she possibly, like if you can do really great on a runway slash fashion challenge and then also do really great on an acting challenge like i feel like that's it like you're good rose was also so funny as like the little um elf or whatever she was <laughs> she was a gnome 
A gnome, yes, yes, yes. I feel like it wasn't too many lines and she was probably like scared in her head because I feel like she really wanted to do the best. But um, I feel like it was a great amount of lines and she did the best that she possibly could with it. Yeah. And then, as you know, Utica and uh, Lala Reed didn't do the best. Um, sometimes in these situations, I do feel that certain characters are part of like these like little scripts that you know the production makes or whatever like they're kind of just if you get that character you're just not going to shine you just won't have a chance to shine unless you really go like above and beyond and bring something crazy to the character yeah they sometimes seem like throwaway characters that the production has to put in there yeah, like even like unnecessary little scenes. Like I could not tell you what the role of Utica and Lala Ree was in that skit. I don't remember. All I remember is Simone and um, Rose. That's it. I know. Um, and also, I I do personally feel that Lala kind of deserves to be in the bottom, but I guess her runway look kind of saved her for that. Yeah. But I we shall get into that okay. further. Yeah, okay, so let's move on to the final um, scene. Now, this one I felt like was a very, like, it was struggle bust. Um, it was not great. So it was struggle with, Yeah, so it was with Denali. It was with Elliot with two Ts. It was with Kamora Hall and uh, Olivia Lux. Um, I feel like the only person that kind of did good was Olivia Lux, but other than that, it was trash. It was. It was just so hard to watch them. And each time Ross gave them like critiques and like told them to, you know, make it bigger, emphasize this. And they just couldn't like physically, they just could not. I was like, oh no, especially Miss Kamora. I know. I felt so bad. I was rooting for you. I, you know what, like, I feel like she, this entire episode had the same sort of energy that Chi Chi Devane had in All Stars 3, where it was like, I'm not ready for this. Like, this is a really great opportunity and thank you for having me, but I'm just, this is not the time for me. My head is just not here. I'm getting into my thoughts too much. And it was really just sad to watch, but I was glad that she was like one of those people that was able to admit it rather than just yeah. like pretending like yeah yeah like i'm the best i'm the best she was just like no like i am trash like i'm not gonna do well yeah it was. Hard i was hoping though, that they were gonna like give her like some sort of good edit just so that she could like you know possibly stay but it just yeah i fell very flat yeah it was very wooden pun intended <laughs> um also Elliot with two t's i don't even know what her role was in this like i know oh, she was like no, I some sort of like cupid or something but i don't know okay i also just want to say i don't like Elliot with two t's i i just i don't know what it is i just don't like her <laughs> yeah i'm not the biggest fan of her either it mm, yeah it's something about her like Kamara said, it's like the nasally voice, something annoying. 
Oh my god, yes, when Kimora and all of them were working together and Kimora was just like, this is really hard because like I just hate her voice. I was like, oh my god, like we've all been in that situation where we've had to work with somebody where we don't like like their attitude or voice or vibe and it's it's hard to like get through that because it irks your soul. Yeah, it does. We then you know what? Let's just blame Elio with two T's for Kimora going home. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, true. <laughs> all right. So let's go on to the workroom now. They're all getting ready for the runway. Um, and we see some sort of like little alliances forming. We do. Oh, are you talking about Candy and Gottmik and Tina Burner? Yeah. I like uh, also yeah. how it was interesting though, um, which we'll again talk about a little bit more further detail, how they helped her with her dress and it wasn't really much helping. Like we late, later see on the runway that they didn't really like even help her or give her the best advice to look good but anyways that's a whole other story yeah um i loved hearing about simone's story about her going to prom in drag that was really cute that was cute and i love how it was like a good experience like it wasn't actually bad the principal was like oh yeah that's just reggie go have fun i was like that's nice yeah it's nice to hear like really good stories like that and then we also heard um, Tamisha talking a little bit more about her family life, her kids, her past life, and all that kind of stuff, which was so interesting to hear. Yeah. Like, knowing that she has, like, three biological children. That I was are, like, like, oh, wow. To the girls in this Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. We heard a little bit about it in, like, the episode of the B-Squad. But um, yeah, it was it was interesting to hear a little bit more information and the history and that kind of stuff, which, um, yeah, I'm glad that she shared that with us. Same. So we shall move on to the runway looks. Um, okay, so first of all, I just need to say that I think RuPaul looked so beautiful in this episode. I am somebody who doesn't really think that RuPaul looks great in most occasions. Wow. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like RuPaul's dresses, I know they're all made by Zaldi or whoever, um, but I always feel like RuPaul's like outfits aren't the best. They're always like very like either too short or just a little too basic. And I get that like RuPaul's not competing in this show, so RuPaul doesn't really like have something to prove, but the outfits are usually meh. And also like some of the times, like I, I do get tired of her blonde wigs. I know that she's a blonde drag queen, but I love seeing her like wear different colors sometimes, like orange or brown, like on a very rare occasion. So I don't know. I just thought that this was like the hair was beautiful, the makeup was beautiful, the outfit was beautiful. It was stunning. Well, I think RuPaul always looks beautiful. So <laughs> don't come for me, okay. RuPaul. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what did you think of uh, Michelle Visage's look? She, the, the the black and the white. And- okay, see, now Michelle Visage, let's get into her. She's somebody who always looks busted, in my opinion. She she looks interesting. Like I feel like for her, 50% of the time, I do like how she looks, and then 50% of the time, I'm just like, girl, what are you doing? Like, that's such harsh makeup or such a harsh color. You know, like, especially, like, when she does, like, a super dark lip. Um, it's a little interesting. Also, like, is this, like, her, her new thing now? Like, just having, like, uh, the manila hair look with one streak of, like, white? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Did she have it in last episode? 
I think she did. I think she's had it like every episode so far in this season, I feel. Oh. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, her look was all right until like, I don't know if you noticed this later on, like during the she elimination. Got yeah, the glasses, oh, those were terrible. She's always wearing kooky glasses and I'm not the biggest fan of those. That's true. That is true. Alrighty, so shall we move on to the runways? Yes. Okay, let's. So the first person that we see is... It was Denali. Oh, right. It was Denali. Okay, so Denali is channeling Toucan uh, Fruit Loops cereal. <laughs> Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam. Um, this was interesting. Oh, before we before we start talking about that, the category was trains. So yes, a big train on your dress. For people wondering what a train is, if you don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what a train is. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, what did you think of this? Oh, I liked it. Yeah? I love the feathers. I love how colorful it was. I love the dramatics, everything. I, like, hated it at first. Uh, when she first came out, I was like, oh, my. Like, this is quite a look. But then, like, when you do look at, like, the details and everything, a part of it, like, her, like, eye makeup and everything, um, it was beautiful. And so I'm glad that she, like, committed to, like, the entire theme, like, even with the hair and everything. Like, she actually was embodying a bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So then the next person we see is Olivia Lux. And she is wearing a colonial <laughs> book. Oh, yes. Channeling uh, KFC realness. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Um, it was uh, Colonel. Colonel, yeah. Um, <laughs> did I call it Colonel? I always say Colonel, and I'm like, wait a minute, it's pronounced Colonel. I know. Um, yeah. What did you think of her look? I thought it was okay. I wasn't super um, blown away by it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that she. It was nice to see that she had a theme though going because I always like like that even though there's a, a category. Um, whenever queens have like some sort of like storyline going with their outfit as well um, and add mm-hmm. in like a completely different theme like Denali did it and she did it which was uh, pretty good but mama um, the next person was Trash Elliot with two T's oh man the white with just like just the white bodysuit and then um, just a train attached to it I thought it was very tacky very boring, very pedestrian, as Michelle likes to say. Um, not a good look. It was like pure laziness. Mm. Yeah. Um, I feel like she also, in my opinion, like could have been a good contender for the bottom. Just because she was not memorable in her um, skit. And then on top of that, like this trash runway. So n- no mama. Okay, so we have Kamora Hall channeling Dynasty Realness. The Mother of Dragons. Oh, what a great look. This was really good. It was a fully realized look with such great um, detail, everything. I'm not sure, like, if I personally enjoyed the the things, the, the spikes 
at the on like the train. I know that it was supposed to be for like the dragon effect, but I don't know. In my opinion, it, it made the dress look a little bit like I don't know. Costuming? I feel like it could have been done better. Yeah. <laughs> Say it like you mean it, Amon. Just say okay, it. It made it look a little crafty, in my opinion. Like the look, like okay. it was beautiful and stunning. But I, again, I do understand that it was placed there for the theme, and so it went with the theme. Um, but I think that she could have done it without it as well. Mm, okay. Yeah. But it was a stunning look. Um, and then now we move into Simone. Simone is... Uh, Stop the show. Yeah. Stop it. Lights out. It's over. It's over. Give her the crown. This was amazing. Like, so it was so creative, but so creative and so just... And when she came out with this, so basically for people who haven't seen the episode yet, she basically was wearing a very long do-rag as her train. And in my opinion, I was just like, has this ever been done before? And I was like, I don't think I have seen it done before. Like, I I feel like I would have seen, like, someone like Rihanna do this sort of look. But I don't think it's been done. But now it will be done in the future. I feel like this probably, oh, like, sure. changed the game, like, the fashion game and will add an aspect to it. I'm not really also, like, surprised about Simone's, like, amazing looks just because she does belong to the House of Avalon, um, which Gigi Good is also in. And... I have a good feeling that Gigi probably made a lot of her outfits or helped her with a lot of her outfits. And as we know, in season 12, Gigi's outfits were like amazing. So yes. I'm not really surprised. Um, so the next look was Lala Ree with um, channeling COVID um, with this face mask that had peace. Um, what'd you think? Um, at first, I... I don't know if I loved like the whole one print aspect yeah. of um, the snakeskin, but it kind of grew on me by the end of the runway, honestly. So props to her. I felt that the one fabric situation, it's a good idea because there are a lot of components and I feel like she was trying to, it's it's a look, but I, I wish it was more of an extravagant fabric or color. Because I kind of feel like because it was so, like, olive, um, it kind of just blended in too much together. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it would have made her, like, eyes pop out a little bit more if it was, like, a fun color, like a bright pink or something, like, brighter. True, true. Yeah. She, she in my opinion, like, looked like an olive. Like, because it was just, like, very, like, a one, you know, color. But, one tone, yeah. Yeah. So we see next Utica channeling uh, Curtain Realness. I loved this look. <laughs> yeah, I actually really like this look too. I thought it was fun. I thought it was like it looked fashionable too at the same time. And it was it was a great look for Utica. I've actually seen some of Utica's looks outside of Drag Race, like just on her Instagram. Um, and I felt that um, I felt that in Drag Race, like, so far, the looks that she's shown haven't been, like, the best. So it was really great to see, like, this kind of cool concept being shown. And I, I hope to see better looks from her. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so the next person we see is Rosé with this suit and then a bunch of tulle attached to her. Yeah, it was bad. Her fashions are so bad. They're just so... 
They're just so tacky and like crafty. Yeah, I feel like if she had like a better runway, she could have possibly also um, been a contender to win. Um, but it was just, it was too basic. It was just like her getting a, you know, a suit and then just attaching a bunch of tool onto it as a train. It's kind of like exactly. a cheat in the, the challenge. I always find that like when queens do something very basic or just like attach something on to just follow the theme, like that's kind of like a cheat because you're not really committing to the look. Yeah, they're just not, they're not using their creativity. Yeah. Essentially. Agreed. Um, so next we see Got Mick channeling like Paris Hilton, you know, a fun Victoria's Secret look. I liked this a lot. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was so cute and I loved the bedazzled um, blow dryer. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. It was, it was really great. Um, okay. The next one, um, I'm gagging and not in a great way. Tina Burner. Oh my god, what the fuck was this? What was she wearing? She was wearing a baby blue um full like coat situation um in a really cheap fabric with um red accents all over, wearing some weird <gasps> oh, like yeah. train hat. None of it made sense to me. It was so bad. She was trying to imitate like an actual like moving train, like the train tracks was like the actual train behind her <laughs> it was not good <laughs> that was the concept yeah oh my god i didn't pick that up well she said it that's why I oh okay maybe i just like the whole thing <laughs> when she said it but yeah it was no it was bad yeah i wasn't really a fan of this one yeah so the next person we see is joey J with a leather look and a giant tongue as her um <laughs> as her train monique hart is gagging somewhere <laughs> yeah but it, i didn't like this i liked the concept of it but i didn't like the execution of it i think the back tongue thing was kind of cool um but i had some issues with the front um yeah. number one like her headpiece like it seemed like it was like loose, like it wasn't like properly like fitting her head. Mm, yeah. And, and then I also just kind of felt that it was like two different looks, like a, like a leather like sort of situation at the front, and then all of a sudden at the back there's like a mouth and a tongue. And I feel like I see in her eyes like why this would have been like oh yeah like that's a sickening look and like concept, but it just doesn't work together. Yeah, execution, negative one. Concept, a two. I also felt that this is a look where she should have done, like, no wig. Like, this is a look where, like, I feel like it would have been a little bit more edgy if she had done no wig versus, like, last episode where, like, she had no wigs for four looks and none of them looked good. <laughs> I feel like I know, she, yeah. she doesn't know how to pick and choose, like, when to wear and when not to. Yeah, she's just not very... um fashion forward yeah okay so the next one is candy muse i believe this is the last look right in my opinion this is like this is the same like note as what she did in the first in the second episode where she had the night and the day look 
like just red leather, red everywhere. Like I'm just like, was red the only color fabric she was able to buy? Yeah, and also the look just looks unfinished. Like I feel like it should have had some more stuff on it. Yeah, at first when she came out, I thought it was actually really beautiful. Um, for like a hot second, I was like, oh, like she's going for like, instead of like something campy, she's going for a very classy, elegant sort of look. But then like, yeah, when you see the details and everything, like you see that her corset is being shown like her black uh, corset. Uh -huh. You can see it. And I also feel like in her mind, she probably thought like, oh yeah, like not having fabric on the sides will be kind of like cute and a look, but it, it, it just, it didn't look good. It just looked really bad. I feel like if she just had done like fabric all around, it would have maybe looked a little better. Yeah, I can see what she was trying to do, but again, the execution just was not there. Yeah. Um, my apologies. The last look, I believe, is actually Tamisha Iman. Oh, yeah, we forgot her. Yeah. Oh, so she she's made this baby. pink look. I don't like it. Yeah, it's kind of... It feels similar to the... Um, the runway look from the first second episode it's like another jumpsuit and um with just one fabric too yeah i kind of like it reminds me of like elliot with two t's look this episode as well um where it's just a basic just you know body suit full body suit um and then just a train attached to it and i do commend her for like creating all that herself because that does take talent but it, it was a little basic, and I agree with you. I feel like the hair looks very similar to the last episode. Yeah, I think she needs to be more creative, essentially. Think outside of the box. Agreed. Agreed. So before we talk a little bit about um, the judges and what they had to say, um, what was your top boot of the week and top toot of the week? In terms of, like, the look. Just the um, look actually, and... let's, do, let's do overall. Okay, well, obviously, top two is Simone. That was so obvious. Mm -hmm. um, boot, I would have to say Elliot with two Ts. I 1000% agree with your choices. Um, I feel the same way. Elliot had a really bad runway and not a memorable acting scene. Um, I feel like they kind of also are probably keeping Elliot because Elliot does provide a little bit of like good drama and television. And I feel like that, you know, that whole vote thing, I feel like they're not done talking about it. It's going to probably come up a few more times and it's going to be interesting to see, but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I don't, I just don't understand why. Uh, Denali technically was in the bottom because I feel like her, her performance, yeah, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst too. And I think her look kind of saved her. So that was weird that she was in the bottom. I agree. I agree. I don't think she said she should have been in the bottom, but I actually am glad she was in the bottom because, okay, here's the tea. I cried at the end of this episode. What? I, okay. Well, first of all, I just want to put a disclaimer out there that I've been really emotional during quarantine and COVID. I don't know what it is. Like, I, the other day, I was also just like going downstairs after work, and like there was this one like movie on, and it was like it was the ending of the movie, but it was a really cute ending, and I cried. 
And wow. <laughs> this episode, because oh my god, I had I just had so many emotions. So the top, the bottom two were Denali and Kamora, and the winner of this episode was Simone, which we're not really surprised. But also, can you believe it's like the second win for Simone, and it's only like the, the fourth episode? That is insane. And so, I, I mean, I hope she gets more wins. And I can't wait to hear what the ladies think about that. Just because I feel like if you do have a lot of wins on your back, I feel like people start to come for you and start, like, getting jealous and whatnot. But anyways, um, this lip sync mama was a performance. It was Denali's Drag Race. It was captivating. It was amazing to watch because I was just like, damn, that is the definition of a performer. Okay, well, I kind of <laughs> disagree in the sense that, yeah, Denali obviously did well, but for me, I like it when a lip sync is both of the people are giving it their all. And Kimura, I know she was hindered by her outfit, but still, it was just, it wasn't really like an iconic lip sync to me. I thought it was just oh, yeah. like a regular one. I do agree with you that in terms of like defining like what an iconic lip sync means, I do agree that it has to be like usually like the two parties are killing it. And that's what makes it so iconic because like you're glued to both and you don't know which one to watch and you're just like, shit, who's going to win? And we obviously like knew like right from the get-go that it was going to be Denali that's, that's was going to win because obviously we've seen that, you know, Kimura hasn't been doing the best. Um, and if Denali went home, it like... I think the fans would have like literally all canceled the TV show. Um, but it was just like so captivating to see Denali just be like, okay, well, I'm in it. And she like also my favorite thing about watching lip syncs is watching everyone in the back and what their reactions are and if they're vibing. And I feel like they all were just looking at Denali and were just like, girl, kill it. Like, yes, do it. And she, there was a point where like, she even like turned around and looked at them and like did like a thing for them. And she was just like, I'm winning this. Like, and she did it, it was so good. It was like iconic. Okay, yeah, but it really wasn't a competition, was it? It wasn't a competition. It was, that's what I'm saying. It, it was Denali's Drag Race. Like, it was just, like, her going ham. And she did not stop. Like, I feel like she could have possibly, like, toned it down. Because at a certain point, I think she knew that she wasn't, she was going to win and Kimora was going to go yeah. home. Because Kimora wasn't really, like, doing the absolute most. I did enjoy Kimora's version of it, too. I did like that, you know, mm -hmm. even though she was wearing a, a dress, she tried to do, like, emotional version of it. Um, so it was like a different way of doing it, but I feel like, yeah, because she was with Denali, like she had like no chance. It was also like beautiful to me. The reason why I also cried was because like the minute the lip sync was over, <laughs> Samantha is like annoyed <laughs> judging me. Um, I feel like, so what happened was, um, the minute the lip sync ended, RuPaul was just like, Denali, that is a show. I pity the fool who has to lip sync against you. Um, Shantae, you stay. And just like, I think hearing that as a drag queen, that must be like very validating to know that, you know, you're doing the damn thing. RuPaul loves you. Everyone thought it was such a good like thing, but then also for RuPaul to like say that additional thing, like that people should be afraid of you. Like, I think that that was just so iconic and, it was probably a moment that Denali was just like, I didn't want to be in this situation, but I'm glad I was. 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and then at the end, she, like, cried. She, like, hugged Kenny Muse and was, like, crying. And I was, like, I couldn't hold it together. I was, like, so emotional. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then also, I thought that Kimora going home, like, she did it in a very respectful way. She was just, like, you know what? I'm glad I was here. It was a great time. You know, I have no regrets. I'm glad I got to do this. Um, and it was it was a very like nice and peaceful way for someone to exit. Yeah, because we've had some girls that were uh, that didn't do well, and then they leave. But then they're also very arrogant and said and say that you know they don't really deserve it or blah 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 blah. And it's like you need to just accept that you just didn't do well and just chante away or sashay away. I agree. Just like uh, in season 12 when Dahlia Sin went home first, like mm. she didn't even bother to say anything. She was just like, peace. Peace. But yeah, overall, I thought it was a pretty good episode. I'm glad to see that these queens are, you know, warming up and getting a little bit better. I, I have been afraid that this season is going to be like counted as a mediocre season, um, just like some other seasons have been in the past because the queens have had questionable looks so far and the talent is you know, it's interesting because, you know, we are seeing that certain queens are continuously doing really well. Certain mm -hmm. queens have been continuously not been doing the best. Um, so there is a clear divide, but it's going to be interesting to see how things go as we progress. Yeah. One last thing I want to say about Elliot with two T's is um, his reaction when the... A team had asked the B team, like, oh, why'd you choose Elliot? And, like, you know, they gave their reasons or whatever. And then he came out from behind the curtain. And then he yeah. was, like, mad that the ladies chose him. And I was, like, I mean, like, they had to choose somebody. Yeah, it was it was definitely like that. I feel like Tamisha Man was probably, like, she's the one that was being very vocal and also saying, you know, we had to choose somebody, sis. And we just didn't get the best first impression from you. And that's that's that, you know? exactly i also agree that it was kind of like unnecessary drama to be adding on because yeah i mean i get elliot with two t's point of like kind of being a little sassy and mad about that but you're right it's one of those situations where somebody has to go home and it's gonna be you exactly so it is what it is all righty well i guess that sums up our discussion for rupaul's drag race um, for this week thanks for listening everybody we will be back next week with another episode to discuss but also we have an episode coming out for our discussion of housewives episodes so also stay tuned for that and as always please follow us on our instagram at the low budget bitches yes please do we have some really great memes on that page and some really great posts and we advise you guys when we have a new episode out so definitely follow us there so we'll see you next week bye everyone bye